0: I mean we laugh about it now but i have a good group of girlfriends and we we have a book club it's really a sex club (laughs) where we talk about the book for half an hour and then three hours about everything else Mm
1: Welcome to Code Orange. Whether you're a doctor or nurse, therapist, tech, assistant, or admin, we've got you covered for the next 30 minutes,
2: filling the dirt on all things healthcare. I'm Allie. And I'm Paige. And thanks for joining us on our show as we gab with each other for your entertainment, education, and enjoyment. This week on our show, our guest is Brianna
1: Chapman, um, who brings a unique background to the show today brianna um is has a background in education with a master's in psychology and neuroscience of mental health and she recently buckled up and decided to pursue a cse from the sexual health alliance which in a second i'm going to give her a chance to tell you what that is um also professionally she works as a community engagement manager for planned parenthood in the
2: riverside county welcome brianna yeah, thanks for joining us. We're um, pretty excited to have you here today. And so, you know, our name says, you know, Code Orange. So we kind of like to start off with a potential Code Orange moment for you. Oh, okay. And I know you kind of had to, like, look up what Code Orange might be because <laughs> maybe they they don't have Code Oranges as much in an outpatient setting, I don't know where this is going, but um, what do you have kind of a code orange moment for us that you can think of, like particularly gross or memorable or super awkward? Mm.
0: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk all things gross and exciting um, with you today. Um, speaking of which, a code orange moment. Um, you know, if we're going to talk about, you know, reproductive health, and which is my everyday all day, uh-huh. um, I think probably a quick tale would probably take me back to the seventh grade oh. in San Francisco. Oh, at the um, science museum they have there, you know, that really beautiful. It and it was for a trip. And I have really, really strong menstrual cycles. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so much to the point, like, I would pass out, and it was like a <gasps> thing. It
1: happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like from severe blood loss?
0: Yeah, and oh. just like chills and like it, you know. Oh. oh my. So that would happen not every month, but it was it was enough <laughs> that it was like this little girl just <laughs> passed out. Um, oh my and goodness. I was in I was we were in San Francisco and I was we were going around. We had our groups that were filling out stuff um for work or biology class or something. And this poor group I happened to have was with our like Korean exchange student and I was with him, paired up with him, and I was starting to feel the <laughs> wooziness. I, I grabbed him, and I was like, "Dang, I don't think I'm gonna." And then I, I fell down. Oh
2: my goodness!
0: And I woke up in the nurse's office in the science museum. So in case you ever need anything, you're up there. Um, <laughs> and so that happened, and of course they were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, this happens." <laughs> and the poor guy was like, "Um." Um, I was fine, but we're walking around, and I continued to walk around. We did the Golden Gate Bridge. We're, like, walking everywhere. Oh, Worth. No. You rallied. And then that evening was only when my friends came up to me. Only <gasps> then did they say,
1: <laughs> Oh, no. You
0: have had blood on your pants all day, and we didn't know how <gasps> to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just... Oh, no. so um, oh, I just started laughing because like, what <laughs> else can you do? I've literally shown all of San Francisco what happened to me. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no. And then oh, it was no. like established from then on. It was like, all right, let's just always have each other's back and give me a sweatshirt. Tell me right up front. Like, we, why, are, why are you, why wow. did you wait like four hours? PSA. Uh,
1: Everyone,
2: so, let's just have each other's. Does back. that
1: count as code orange? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's pretty
2: good. And oh, horrifying. Man. Yeah. How embarrassing. I feel like my cheeks are getting hot. I feel like I'm, that's gonna be you a lot right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, I, I got, think got a lot so more. <laughs> so I'm forty years old and I still hide. Um Things like that in my shopping what cart, tampons. <laughs> yeah. I still hide yeah. them under yeah. like different. A uh, yeah, and I won't get them first. I'll wait until I have other items in my cart, <laughs> oh, and then goodness. I'll go get those products, and then I'll hide them. In That's case, a lot of effort. In case I run into someone that I know, like a former church they, member, because you don't do you
0: have periods?
2: No. <laughs> She certainly doesn't path out when she gets them. Um, no, but it's like, yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Do well, you
1: deal with people like Paige and oh, all the time. every day. Okay. Well, and <laughs> and <laughs> I love
0: them dearly. Aww. Like they just. And then it's like, you know, I just love because the squirminess. It's fun. <sighs> okay. There's so much potential you there can work is, with, right? And that's exactly <laughs> what I see. That's <laughs> a great oh, word. I, I see a lot of potential. Yeah,
2: so let's work on this. And you grew up Adventist, is that right? Correct. So yes. I also grew up Adventist, and so and here we are on the opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh-huh. You're a sex educator, yeah. and I'm hiding my tampons in my shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so it's how did we both get here?
0: I I have told this story several times. I, I don't know because I go back and I like to think maybe it's that psychology aspect of I want to see kind of where I landed and how and why. So I go back to think about like what were the message I was, messages I was receiving growing up, what kind of et cetera. Well, not a lot in our schools. Um, <laughs> yeah, so about then, this topic. Yeah. But in my own household, which again is where I have to say sex education really starts. Um, because you're seeing yeah. the relationship between parents. You're seeing yeah, a lot of that stuff. For sure. Um, even with like aunts, uncles, family members. Um, and when I first got my period, it was the day before my birthday. I'll Aww. never forget. How old? Sunflower calendar. How old? <laughs> I put a little heart on it. Um, I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I don't know. what. How old are you in sixth grade? 12. Yeah. Okay.
2: Sixth wow. grade. I don't know why I have that in my head, yeah, but you're 12. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. And um,
0: so I... Must have gone. My mom had bought me that American Girl doll. Cool. The, bo- um, the Body Cares, or How to oh. Care About Your Body. Oh, I... Wow. am so mad that I'm butchering the title of it, but it's a fantastic book. I loved oh. it. Hmm. Um And so I kind of knew, like, what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it happened. And then, so my mom had a talk with me and then my dad came in as well and brought my older brother. Oh. And it was like, I actually just had this conversation with them the other night and I said, we, so all four of us were sitting there and then my dad said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to all get in the car and we're going to go to the store and we're going to look at the aisle and we're going to grab some stuff. And so all of us got in the car and it was very much like, all right. And so then my mom said, well, here's, you know, a couple of options. Um, I think we started with pads. And and then my brother was there and my dad turned to him because he was just about to start driving and was like, you know, if she ever needs any. You just make sure that, you know, you can get some for her or like you can ask me
2: or anyone. So it was very much wow. like this. So they were teaching your brother what to get you also. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Or, or just more of like, this is what's going to happen because yeah. we shared a bathroom growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so there Whoa. wasn't any shame about like, oh, what's in the trash can? You know, you're dispensing <laughs> like whatever. Um he I, I'm like, honestly, thinking back and he. And we were talking about this the other night. I was like, I don't think I ever, he ever made me feel bad. Like, mm, what wow. was it, that time of the month? Or like, yeah. can you clean up after yourself? Why are like, you acting little... so crazy? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, there might have been <laughs> What are you doing natural... in the bathroom? Get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it wasn't like, ill, gross. Oh. Or, um, you know, just like this repulsion towards like, yeah. what's going on. It was just like, it is a matter of fact. And like, to this day, he still very much is like, ugh. Oh, have body hair like who cares like he's like I can't even worry wow. about that there's so much more things like that yeah um wow that's really So cool. I don't know if that helped inform yeah. kind of my like being so forward and out there because they almost paved the way of like yeah this is the standard Sounds like it and so then again that's why mm-hmm. in school I was the one that had <laughs> the Vinnie tampon like it was like this tampon case <laughs> <laughs> and like anyone would be like hey it's um we call it Ruby Tuesdays, or Amplows <laughs> oh. here. Oh. Um, it's Shark week. Um, <laughs> Shark week, and so like those would be our code names. Oh Do you man. not Did you not have? No,
2: it was you, like all a secret in my school. I it, definitely didn't have a Brianna that was like gonna hook you uh, up. Uh, uh, <laughs> like
1: <laughs> I, no one definitely had my back like that. Uh huh. No. I mean, it was
0: it was secretive in the sense of like us. Like, amongst I guess you the could girls, say, yes, I suppose you could say, yeah, yeah. Um, we would kind of like, hey, hey, you know, you had that look like, <laughs> do you do you have? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. do you need a tampon? And check there it and I, yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Like, so, that's they sometimes funny. would ask, depending on how desperate they needed, yeah, to, to be broadcast. Yeah. Oh um, gosh. no, but for me, it was wow. just more of like, it is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And like I'm gonna have this for the next for thirty it. some years. Like, yeah. all right, live with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that came with partners too. Later on, it was like, oh, this is just what it is. So right. if you can't deal, yeah. Uh, next, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, really. Like, right. I'm not do you need still a pass squirrel. out though? Okay. <laughs> yes. Um. Oh Yes no. and no. So yeah, that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um. I, I did for a while. Like, I can tell you all the places I've had, like, at a wedding, just as the bride was coming down. And I was the plus one. You know, I was like, oh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Way to
2: steal the moment. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> what does plus one mean? I wasn't, I didn't know
0: them. I was, oh. my date's plus one. Oh. So I didn't know the couple. Oh, gosh. And so then, like, oh, we're God. all standing up. And then it's like, bunk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was I in the train. <laughs> I bet they were... I could see them, the bride, if she was not nice, being like, "Oh, she's trying to steal my thunder." Someone I, literally just passed out. I,
0: I was, <laughs> fortunately for us, I was in the back row and in the corner. Oh, good. And um, see, it was low one of you <laughs> Yes, and fortunately, I, so we turned and we looked. It was over to the to the right, and we were standing on the left side, and so then I just fell into. Oh my God! Yeah. Their arms. (laughs) Caught me. (laughs) This big guy. Caught me. Oh, my gosh. Woke up, and I was in a trailer. Like, they're giving me water. So, and then I was like, can
1: we go? (laughs) Do you feel it coming? Is this too much personal information? Oh, no. Oh, no. That's
0: My answer is yes to feeling it coming, and no, this isn't too personal. It's totally fine. Okay.
1: Are you ever driving? I feel like this could be, like, a safety issue.
0: No, I definitely, I definitely can feel it. Okay. Um... I can feel it coming on. You get cold, feverish, chills. Um, I think it happens. Uh, it's a <laughs> rare number of people I'm finding out as I am share the story. <laughs> um, but it has lessened as I've gotten older.
1: Okay. I'll say that.
0: And so that was actually one of the things when I was in high school and about to go for college. My mom was like, we got to get you on <laughs> some birth control because yeah. that was known to kind of regulate and kind yeah. of lessen this kind of... Yeah passing out and stuff now there's a little bit more controversy or research out there that's like we really shouldn't be putting individuals on birth control or like the pill is what it is um to help regulate that that's really only kind of like slapping a band-aid on the issue versus really looking into it but um Hmm. i mean for me nowadays i it's like i'm fine now i don't really
1: have you met anybody that has that
0: the same thing as me. <laughs> like, minded. we're Is both passed out in the bathroom. <laughs> Is there a name for this? <laughs> um, I honestly. diagnosis. I should know that. It's one of those things that I guess I just personally accepted. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I just have really heavy flows. And, like, it's just one of those, like, I get chills and I'll literally, like, just go and hole up for a second. Yeah. Let, let the hour pass and then I'll come back out and chill and hang out with people.
1: Well, if it happens here, we have a nurse here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You'll be in good hands. (laughs) I will say they're like my closest coming to Jesus moments. I'm like, if it happens now, it's okay. Oh (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) And then I was like, all right, I was being a little traumatic. God, I'm so sorry. Uh, And then we're back. Okay. But funny.
2: Yeah. Wow. So. You work for Planned Parenthood now. Yeah. How long have you worked for them?
0: Um, I it's fresh and new. I've oh. only been there for we're going on
2: three months. Wow.
0: Yeah. No, it's very new.
2: So yeah. Yeah. Very oh. exciting stuff. Yeah. So, and you're from where are you from? I'm from the IE. From okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Around here. Okay.
2: Born and raised. Okay. And yeah. then you went to Walla Walla to school. Went to Walla Walla. Okay. Um, and then I did do one year in
0: Spain during Walla you know, for... Yeah. Um,
2: Segundo. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm slipping my mind the name of, like, study abroad, but what do we call it? Mm, ASL? E-
2: no, that's sign language. Oh, my <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> I don't really know. Uh, oh, uh, ACA.
0: Uh, ACA. Uh,
2: ACA. I that's was right. close. Yep. I knew what you meant. ACA. It started with an, an A also. Yep. Yes, yes. Okay. So I did do that. Found a friend. And then you came back to the IE. And did you go to – you got your graduate degree here? So I graduated from Walla Walla with Spanish. and uh, Spanish.
0: And then I came down here to La Sierra and did um, education. I got my California um, certification. Yeah, yeah. Because it's different than Washington State. Mm -hmm. And then – Actually, in between there, before I went to La Sierra, I lived in Thailand for a year. Oh. So I went and taught over there um, with the friend who made the earrings. Mm, so cool. <laughs> um, and uh, we both left our now husbands because um, they were both starting um, medical and dental school here at Loma mm. Linda.
1: Mm.
0: We said, see ya, we're going to Thailand. Really? And so we went there. Then I came back, um, did finished my education. And then yeah. um, my husband and I, we moved to Zambia. So um, I did teaching abroad over there as well. I taught at a couple international schools. Um, And then. um, How long were you there in Zambia? For five years. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I think my love for um, sex education kind of flourished. I did teach um, here in Orange County. Um I'm at sorry. one of our schools. I loved it. It was one of oh, my really? favorite really? jobs. I taught uh, high school and I have elementary oh. background, but yeah. it was kind of like the electives teacher is what I was. So oh, I taught cool. culinary like elective
2: sex teacher. Oh, oh. no, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> Working on that one.
0: <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> um no, um uh, like computer applications, yeah, and culinary, okay, okay. um, geography. Mm. Uh, I even taught freshman English, algebra. Like, I and mean, did you wow, sneak some just... sex
2: in there too? So
0: gosh, that <laughs> happened in between classes, <laughs> you know. And I say that because yeah, I feel yeah. like life skills, yeah, and like really, what's most important in high school is like in between the class periods. Yeah, totally. Because yeah. that's human interaction, that's conflict, that's yeah. you know working in a team, and yeah, and so being in the class, like high school classroom, I had one of the bigger classrooms because I had the kitchen. So during lunch breaks or after school, I had students sitting on my couches mm-hmm. and um, just talking about everything and anything. Yeah, and it was one of those things that I realized like we were missing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, certain education there <laughs> was lacking. And I think the students quickly, like they would come and talk and like we had good rapport and we would talk about stuff. And a lot of times I would pose questions back at them. I just in general feel like that's really good. Mm-hmm. Like make them think about things yeah. further. Um, and so it was one of those fine lines I walked of like, we're missing these kids in their like mm-hmm. sex education because they're talking about everything past abstinence. And I knew that, I mean, we're an abstinence-only curriculum, and it felt wrong, almost like what a disservice because there was and a w- lot of. Was this
2: a public school or this was, this was Adventist a, school? A private Adventist school. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, abstinence-only. Yeah. So <sighs> this public school girl over here, we get sex ed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. I'm gonna. Yeah. I actually want to know more about that yeah, too. Yeah, we do. Yeah. No, it's so like for. Yeah. We got abstinence only. And yet I had students coming to me with questions that were anything but abstinence. And it was that fine line of, I want to give you accurate information. Yeah. And um, that's going to be a helpful and informative and not going to put you at risk. Um, And so I started doing a lot more research. And then I started thinking about my own, (laughs) like, how did I learn to navigate all this? I was like, oh, I didn't. (laughs) Um,
1: It's a big responsibility. Or, you know, it was like, or you found
0: out by other means and it wasn't from a teacher who cared. And so that's kind of when I was like, I'm a teacher that cares. So I started looking up stuff and I started going back to students being like, all right, you asked me this, this is what I found out. So it kind of became a thing of like they realized they could come mm. and ask me these mm. questions, and they were going to get honest and real answers, and I wasn't going to sugarcoat it. Like I really wasn't <laughs> um, because I just felt like that would be such a great disservice to them, and I started reading a lot more books and learning. Then then we moved abroad. So. Yeah. And that kind of flourished it in the beginning for me. Um, just some of the stories I had – I've uh, shared in the bio mm-hmm. of, you know, students coming to me. And um, I had one student who, to this day, like, um, it was a situation she encountered with another student of mine. Um, and it was one of those situations where I was like, I don't think that there was consent involved mm-hmm. uh, in that situation. And it it really, like, made me step back and think, we have to do better mm-hmm. because the students involved just did not have the information mm. and they were looking elsewhere outside. And I was like, we can't continue to pretend like this doesn't affect us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, because it put, th- it put my students at risk mm-hmm. and like, I will do anything. Any, ask any teacher out there, like we'll do anything for our students, mm-hmm. anything. And for me, I felt kind of, blocked in the sense that I couldn't instruct or help to the fullest capabilities because I thought, well I might get in trouble yeah. or mm-hmm. I might get yeah. at risk with this. Mm-hmm. So I had a I had a really good conversation with the students involved and their parents. Um, but situations like that, it was very eye opening and I realized we gotta do better. Or other students coming to me and I'm like in tears like they think they're pregnant and I'm like, tell me more. <laughs> and then I was like, you can't get pregnant that way. <laughs> So, oh, man, (laughs) let's talk more. Um, Things like that, you know, and it's very innocent, and it's very naive, and it's like, oh, now we're going to send them off to college or to trade school or to
2: the working
0: force, and it's like, oh, man, and we just told you we're good. Like, yep. No, just don't. Just Just don't. Just don't. (laughs) don't. You're fine. Like, just don't. (sighs) So...
1: Yeah, well, you guys have a teenager coming up, so <laughs> good luck oh, there.
0: Man. It's fun. It's fun, and it's 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 exciting.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It's exactly <laughs> what they were thinking.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, just you gotta just be real with kids, and like, uh, uh, yeah. Well, I you know I have a lot of old baggage. um uh, you know, with Adventism, I mm-hmm. think, you know, and like what they teach and, uh, same, but in school, they just put it right out there. Well, and like, you mm. know, I think maybe a little too soon, a little too much, but yeah, it's out there. I used to have, I used to have this lady that I worked with and, um, her kids went to public school and super nerdy and they never had dates or anything like that but she went to public school or? no just <laughs> in general and but they were she was the coolest nurse that I ever have worked with and she um said that she when she kind of had the talk with her kids and uh, she was like you know I don't know what you're doing out there but it, it's got to be with someone nice. It's you know these are kind of like the rules, and I just want to let you know there are some condoms under the sink right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I'm not gonna ask any questions. You know mm-hmm. you can talk to me when you want, but this is condoms. If you're gonna be doing that, you better take some of these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was, and I like. Oh yeah, yeah. I like that. <laughs> 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 I'm sure that there, uh, there's. <sighs> Yeah, there needs to be more added in addition to that. But no,
0: I remember in high school, I was dating. I was dating a guy, and um, his mom gave him condoms, and I remember being like, "Whoa, <laughs> like, <laughs> what is that?" <laughs> <laughs> and then almost being completely like turned off by the thought. Like, I'm oh. just like, "Oh my word, what a bad guy!" You know, like all. Which now I think like I go applaud the mom yeah. and I'm like, yeah. wow, good on you yeah. for like, I'm like, I'm like, wow, if I could go back and actually I ran into that mother at Target, <laughs> <laughs> like just like, yeah. a year ago or something. And i you know, and just being like, yeah. I just want you to know, like, that was great work. Excellent parenting. Like yeah. it was, <laughs> <laughs> we never needed it. Um, but it was one of those things that again, because of our upbringing yeah. And that kind of forthcomingness with it is just yeah. received with, like, shock and horror when in reality it's like, well, that's actually very necessary and responsible. Yeah. So 100%, Yeah. Uh, you know, having that talk and being very honest and open about it mm-hmm. um, of, like, hey, here they are. If you want to know more, I'll be happy to take you to someone or... yeah. Hand out resources or
2: what do you think is the appropriate age to start mm. talking to your kids? Okay, you know, I love this question mm.
0: because I, there is currently a little bit of conflict. Anything like the word sex just automatically just inflames and brings up a lot of stuff for a lot of people everywhere, and then you attach it next to education. And then that's going to, that combo right there really is going to bring a lot of boiling blood around in a lot of people. When we say sex education begins in elementary, I was just telling a friend of mine today what that means when I taught kindergarten and I taught kindergarten for three years. What that looks like is in my classroom, I do not conform to the gender binaries. So... Everyone was getting pink and purple, green Mm -hmm. and orange papers. And I almost specifically would hand out the opposite, like almost intentionally, Mm -hmm. um, would kind of mix up the colors. And so my students very quickly realized, you know, I had the saying, you get what you get and you don't get upset. And then they also, they don't
1: throw a fit for my mom. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: And then also that. Those gender stereotypes of like um boys, can you help me carry the chairs or yeah, can I need some strong boys?" Mm. I would intentionally say, "I need some strong students, and mm. I would like pick from all, all of them a mix or you know, and then I would honestly challenge them sometimes they would be like, oh, "I don't want pink pinks for girls," and mm. I'd look at them and I'd say, says who?" <laughs> And I would look at them with this big smile and like, where did you hear that? I would love to know. Mm. Then they stop and they look at you. Again, they're like five. Mm. And they look and they go, oh, I don't know. Okay, I'll take pink. Mm -hmm. And then they're done. And then you do that enough in your environment, in your classroom of kind of like stripping away this. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And you keep bringing up like, you know, anyone could be a nurse. Anyone can be a pilot and you just stop like, you know, that's, you know, very generic. You get, you start hearing it within them and they Mm -hmm. start talking about it and they're like, oh man, did you, and you'll hear side conversations. Oh man, I love this color purple. It is so (laughs) nice. Don't you think? Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. I had, I got a shirt that color the other day. Mm -hmm. Like these are legit conversations happening amongst all of them. That to me. That's the sex education.
2: Hmm.
0: And so um, I Your kids. I like to... Our kids.
2: Somebody's at the door. Sorry. Sorry please pause. <laughs> Hold. Our kids are in my about. office while so we're... recording again.
0: Just make a break and then jump right back in. So you were talking about...
1: Yeah, the, the classroom. And... Yep. Yeah. Okay. The colored shirt. Okay. Um, On there.
2: I thought I heard it. It might have been my chair squeaking. Maybe you should just go check on I thought them. I heard mom. That's very possible. It's probably Sawyer asking for a snack. Oh. Yeah, where are our snacks today? Well, they <clears throat> just finished lunch, so, so they should. Our snacks. Oh, our snacks? Mm-hmm. We also just finished lunch. Okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And oh good!
2: Overall, oh wow, That's some good parenting there. That's what our therapist <laughs> taught us. Nice. <laughs> our family therapist taught us that thing. It's very good. Okay, okay.
1: pause. Shirt color.
0: So that's what I mean when I say there's a sex education happening in elementary Mm. schools. It's that kind of not really sticking to those gender binaries or norms and terms and kind of like just abolishing that and like making a safe space that they know that they can all like any kind of, they can go and become anything they want to be or they can like anything or they can wear whatever makes them happy. And So that, and it's amazing to me because at kindergarten, they're just like, you just see them as they really, truly are. And then as they get a little bit older, that's when you kind of start to see these other influences and things start to kind of shape and mold them. Mm -hmm. So it was something that I often talked with other teachers and it was kind of like my own thing of like, let's, can we like make a thing of, like, where we trying to not just ask boys, strong boys to help us? I was like, mm-hmm. let's be different. Let's just say, hey, anyone want to help me carry? And, like, mix it up. Yeah. Or bring in, like, you know, non-stereotypical job professionals to come in. So you're really showing the breadth of what mm-hmm. individuals can become. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, to me, is kind of the education that happens. And that happens Again, like I said, not specifically teaching it in a PowerPoint. That's stuff that you're doing when you're talking to them at lunchtime or Mm -hmm. just demonstrating with your colleagues or when you're talking with parents. That's stuff that can happen anytime, anywhere. Now, then you get into like, I think it's fifth grade when I had the very first sex ed. I don't know about you two, but mm-hmm. I think it was fifth grade for me or like junior high is very typical mm-hmm. when you start to get it. Yeah.
2: That's when I remember it in school.
0: Yeah. And that's like, so I was split. We were split, um, boys and girls, which I will say preface right now, sex educators today, we do not do that. We really advocate mm-hmm. for not yeah. splitting. Yeah. Um, Because, again, that just furthers stigma Mm -hmm. um, and shame and guilt, like you can't talk about this with the other sex or you can't, you know, like it's hush hush. We did, I will say, in fifth grade, I had an absolute fabulous teacher. She had a pop-out book and like literally with a (laughs) pop-out uterus. I remember it so vividly. Um, those fallopian
1: tubes. And she
0: was, <laughs> she continues to be like a, a mentor for me. Oh. Um, she actually literally showed like where the tampon went in. She put it in a beaker, showed how much water it would yeah. hold. <laughs> like we were like blown away. For <laughs> those of the heavy flow. And I will never forget. Yeah. I will never forget. We had that lesson and then we switched and the boys had the lesson. Oh. We were in the other room. So we got taught the same thing. That's kind of cool. Which. Yes, I do appreciate that. They got taught We got taught yeah. all reproductive systems. Um, and then I'll never forget we're walking back and we're exchanging classrooms after we both had that. And one one voice, a tall friend of mine, <laughs> comes up and he just looks at us and he goes, "Wow. Women are amazing, oh. and I just died. and I I've told him that like oh. I've told him that story like a couple years ago. Yeah. I was like, "Do you remember in the hallway like oh. as a fifth grader? You just like because he was so in awe of like what the uterus could do and was <laughs> capable of." That's- you. And that's so really I, you know, and again, that was just very fun. I love, I love sharing yeah. that story because again, it was like really just like, it is what it is. Here we go. And then we don't get it again until yeah. like ninth grade, maybe mm. in biology. Mm. And that's cool. That's a great class. But then it's <laughs> like STIs with like very vivid pictures, yeah. which again, Today, sex educators, that's saved for the doctor's office. Oh really? Um, because those pictures did depict like like severe cases. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know what is the most common symptom for an STI. Do you know what it is? Oh, I don't know. It's maybe burning, itching. It's nothing.
1: Oh, oh. so I think we're thinking of U T I
0: I mean i would have loved to know about utis too though let's right. back up and talk yeah. about that as yeah well. for sure um but like for stis those pictures that's really like what a doctor needs to diagnose something but more commonly you're really not experiencing a lot of symptoms mm-hmm. and again coming from a conservative background or mm-hmm. perspective education mm-hmm. We didn't even teach how to really protect against getting STIs. Really? What right. Taught... It was like
2: don't have sex and, and don't sex? even look at What's them. What's your
0: definition of sex?
2: Uh, Intercourse.
1: What is intercourse, though? I
2: think that's sexual intercourse. I think sex
1: can also be like, like you said, male, female, non-binary, like all those things. That's right? true. Okay. So, And, and there's a spectrum of everything.
0: Uh-huh. So what we're I taught, know. okay, so... Okay, I'm looking yeah, at you, Avenist yeah. Up right, here, right? When we're taught sex, we're taught penetration is sex. Exactly. Penis, Between a man and a woman. Vagina. Penis and, and vagina is only sex. Only the
2: vagina. That's yeah. And <laughs> if you go anywhere else, you're going to hell. Yeah. So, that's
0: that's <laughs> we, sex, right? Yeah. And that's what we're told to stay away from. Now, <laughs> let's flash forward. Yeah. And perhaps we don't stick with that, and then you're doing everything else. Are you protecting it against STIs? No. So that is something for me that when I am talking about sex education for our more conservative schools, we're really not teaching how to really protect ourselves and be safe because literally all we're taught is sex is penis and vagina, so don't do it and you'll be fine. Yeah. Otherwise you'll die. Um, And you'll burn (laughs) in hell forever. Well, which could be true because you're not saving or like protecting yourself against STIs, which can be Hmm. transmitted many different ways. Or other forms Mm -hmm. of sex, which can happen between and look very different for a lot of different bodies. Right. And we're just not taught that because we're taught this is it. So if you don't do this, you'll be fine. So we don't do this, and we think, oh, we're good, we're fine, and then we go on and do oral or anal or anything else, or just genital and genital or mouth. Is this getting too much for you? No, it's okay. And
2: I'm—it's <laughs> it's interesting because I still don't know a lot of these things that you're saying.
0: And yeah, a lot of people <laughs> continue—they don't know either. And yeah. then guess what? They—they they end up having you know, severe itchiness or they pass it on. They don't know how to conversations on, hey, I have an STI and how to have that conversation with partners. We're not taught that. no. Or how to, where to go for treatments. We're not taught how to be responsible. We're not taught equipment. Like we're not even shown really like models of birth control or barriers to perhaps prevent a lot of these things. Um, So I say that because... I, again, I look back on my own upbringing. I had that education and I have to say, I came out pretty unscathed for lack of a better terms with the amount of knowledge I didn't have about Mm -hmm. any of this, but I can't say that for a lot of my peers. Mm. And that for me is kind of one of the things of like, well, then we're just really sending them out there being like, well, let's hope for the best, you know? Because we all had the same education, for lack of better terms. We came from the same schools. But yet, once we left and then were subjected to a lot of different environments, a lot of different individuals, our education came from the outside world or from the doctor's office when we found out too late about certain things. Yeah. And then, you, and then there's a lot of shame and guilt because mm-hmm. then you don't share or talk about it with anyone who you should be sharing and talking yeah. about it with, because we're not place. supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And so for me, it wasn't like, ugh. I mean, we laugh about it now, but I have a good gr- group of girlfriends, and we we have a book club. Aww. It's really a sex club, <laughs> where we. <laughs> Talk about the book for half an hour and then three hours about everything else. But it was like during college and after, like it was only then that we really started sharing about a lot of our vulnerabilities with this kind of thing. We all had the same background in growing up. We all were avanist. And it was then and through these book club sessions too that kind of my love for sex and information continued to grow. And it was like, We gotta do better because, again, I'm looking around some of the at the table with my my best friends here, and we experienced it in so many different ways, and it could have so easily been prevented. A lot of trauma, or fear, shame, Mm -hmm. guilt that we were now unpacking at book club quote (laughs) unquote book club that could have easily been just. You know, if we'd had more education, mm-hmm. someone a safe space to share that with, mm-hmm. yeah, um, it could have gone a lot better. Now, again, I say like I look around at my friends and cohorts, and for the most part, like we've come up okay, yeah. But again, that's not everyone's experience. Mm-hmm. So that's like from the more conservative oh, yeah. side of things. Yeah. Um, but again, also in the public. Sector. Uh-huh. Like I'll ask you
1: yeah. how many days was your sex education? Do you um, remember? Um I think what they did is like a series. I think it was like fourth grade, and I think it was like every Friday we had like an hour wow. or two of something. Oh just for a few weeks. Yeah. That was like an introduction, and like you got little deodorants and you got <laughs> oh, like a little nice! Pad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then it like progressed. And so, but we I I lived in Washington State at that time. Ugh. Washington State is the most progressive. So great. Really? It's so great. Yeah. So great.
0: In their curriculum and, and then California's straight behind them. Right. So yeah. then
1: yeah. I came to California uh seventh grade, I think. Awkward time to move, thanks, mom and dad. Um <laughs> and uh
2: they were getting it for the first time, I think seventh grade. And you're like, Oh yeah, guys, I already know about <laughs> those tampons, and I know where to put those pads. <laughs> and uh, that deodorant, you, you need some. Yeah. Um
1: No, yeah, so it was kind of interesting also because like, you know, obviously people go through puberty at different times, Mm -hmm. like boys and girls, right? Mm -hmm. So when you're like, oh, you had that code word, you know, everyone knew which girl had already gone through it and would have the supplies if they like Mm. got it for the first time and whatnot. (laughs) I'm like so sad for those girls that didn't tell you before, like, come on, like girl code we're here, right? Um. But, yeah, so we got it a little bit, but it was more about, like, our bodies Mm. first. Mm -hmm. And then I don't really remember, honestly. I think that, like, my mom did her own version, like, knowing that we were going to start something in school. Mm. And so she pulled me aside. It was, of course, so awkward and horrifying. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And so that was one of my questions for you. Like, do you work with parents? And then Mm. also, like, kind of you – yeah some of your conversation touched on it like about being unscathed but a lot of, I feel like now I have a daughter who's mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Favorite color is blue and she loves dinosaurs and mm-hmm. cars. Oh, love it. Right. <laughs> Except for lately she's been saying princesses and I'm like, hmm, you're just hanging out with these girls at school that really like princesses. Mm-hmm. But, um, like the sexual abuse side, if mm-hmm. you don't know these things then you don't know that people shouldn't be doing that to you mm-hmm. or that that area yeah. is sensitive and private and yeah. so like, You know, does that come into role as a sex educator? And, like, can you speak to those things? I'm interested. So
0: that is, I I did forget to mention. Um, I actually had, when I was, this was in Zambia, um, I was teaching um, second grade. I had, like, a pod school. Hmm. Um, So because of the pandemic, Mm -hmm. um, I had a bunch of parents reach out to me. And I was not in the school system anymore. I had gone to work in art. And then I had parents say, hey, can you start a pod school? So I had, like, Mm -hmm. six kids. And I had one parent who's actually one of my really good friends over there. She's also a teacher who said, would you please do a talk about body safety? Mm -hmm. And it's funny because, like, i already kind of in the sex ed world Mm -hmm. personally. And I was like, why didn't I think about that? Mm -hmm. And um, I... There is a lot of um, actually like books and mm-hmm. curriculum that talk about that. And th- that is another thing about yeah. sex ed. Yeah. It's teaching yeah. body safety. Yeah. And that starts young at six and seven. It, it starts at home, but in the school yeah. space, I would say okay. that um, I think curriculum says like second grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but at home, that should be talked about already, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And what that looks like is when, and there's a lot of great stuff out there, Yeah. but, um, you're literally teaching, I have this book called don't hug Doug mm. and that's what I read to talk about it. And it's like, basically gives the power mm. to the child in saying like, what kinds of touch do you like yep. or not like, mm-hmm. and you have the choice to voice that. Mm-hmm. And allowing them to explore, like, you know, sometimes your friend Doug doesn't like hugs. Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. And, like, they literally have to stop and think. Like, is Mm -hmm. it okay? Like, yeah, I think it's okay. Or some kids will say, no, that's not okay. But, like, why is it not okay? Well, because hugs are nice. So I said, well, you like hugs. But what if I said, I don't like hugs? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Would you give me a hug if I didn't like it? And then they stop and they go, well, no, I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of having that conversation and thinking of other ulterior, mm-hmm. like, ways of showing yeah.
2: how high you five. like
0: or love or, yeah, yeah. high five or um, a fist bump. Yep. Or I was like, you come up with a cool handshake. And mm-hmm. so then that became a little bit of a thing. <laughs> mm. Yeah, doing handshakes yeah. with friends. But it was also the consent. Yep. Yeah. Um, you start to introduce that of saying, like, you know, someone should ask if they want to braid your hair first, Mm -hmm. you know? And I said, even mommy and daddy need to ask, um, if they can braid your hair Mm -hmm. or whoever in the family, you know, if grandma comes and pinches your cheek Mm -hmm. and you don't like it, what, guess what you can tell grandma. And like we practice it too. And that's another thing. One thing is theory, but then having them role play it. And yeah, say yeah. like let's let's pretend let's see, and then they go and they like grandma. You know what I don't like that. And I say okay. What could you tell grandma you do want or you do yeah. like? Mm-hmm. Well, grandma, I like it when you squeeze my shoulders, mm-hmm. or when we do a high five, mm-hmm. or we you know we wrap our pinkies. Mm-hmm. Think you know silly things like that. You let kids be creative, and then they get to choose mm-hmm. that power of choice. Yeah, and then. Also, when the parents are on board with that, yep. the child, you create a safe space for them to share if something doesn't mm-hmm. go according to consent. Mm-hmm. There is room for that child to feel safe. Like, I can tell mom that this happened mm-hmm. because mom doesn't make me go and hug Mm-hmm. Auntie so and so, or her friend so and so. Yeah, I get to choose that, and so now someone's come and gone into my space. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell mom. Mm-hmm. Having those conversations and teaching your child that really open up the channels of communication, mm-hmm. and to make sure that you know your child is saying stay, uh, staying safe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that is something that can happen like I said, in schools probably teaching that lesson in second grade, but at home you can really yeah, teach that. It's and really model important. It yeah. As a parent or a guardian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and again there is a story where like a mom was w- hanging out with friends and had her little daughter and then, you know, there's that age old like hug, hug them goodbye. Mm-hmm. And so you're literally pushing your child to go mm-hmm. and hug and you don't know. Mm-hmm. And so then the child has to go and, like, begrudgingly hug versus, like, the mom or the parent who's like, all right, if you'd like to say goodbye, how would you like to say goodbye? And I have a lot of – I tell a lot of my friends who have young kids Mm -hmm. to ask their child how do they want to say hello? Mm -hmm. How do they want to say hi? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And is it a hug? Then I'll be more than happy to have a hug. Yeah. Or is it a high five? Or is it just a wave? Mm-hmm. Like there can be no touch mm-hmm. <laughs> even. Mm-hmm. Um, but some acknowledgement, mm-hmm. because I think there is also an element of, I know some parents are like, well, it's respectful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can still be respectful and yeah, acknowledge definitely. the person, but they get to choose mm-hmm. how that acknowledgement is happening. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot. And so that can happen yep. at a young age. Yeah. And you're teaching them that body autonomy. Yeah right then and there. Mm-hmm. We do
1: that with my 3-year-old. So, that's it's a- amazing how people expect her to hug them and I'm yes. like, first of all, she doesn't like touch mm-hmm. to begin with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, she's not going to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give her a high five or mm-hmm. a fist bump or like a thumbs, thumbs up. up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> It might be all you get, and that's fine. And <laughs> so back off, you
1: yeah. creep. Yeah. Stop trying no, to hug my kid.
0: <laughs> it's really, and it's like, also, it's not, it's not a disrespectful thing. This it's is not, just.
2: Yeah, no, a it's not. And that's, it's a boundary. That yeah, it and Also,
0: for lack of a better word, it's yeah. a boundary.
2: That's mm-hmm. really empowering. Yeah. So I yes,
0: think. I do talk to parents. Oh, <laughs> that's cool.
2: Yeah. I
1: oh a lot of what you talked about also there's um mama bear effect i don't know if you've heard of them but mm-hmm. a lot of similar stuff and she has like the body safety rules and stuff and then she yeah. you know teaches to go over that with um your family mm-hmm. and like caregivers like you know mm-hmm. nannies yeah. daycare centers and stuff like that because it's like even at a young age yeah um, yeah so very interesting.
0: Yeah. We also, at, at, at Planned Parenthood, one of our topics that we do offer is called family communication. Mm-hmm. And so in it, we do discuss a lot of mm. this. And, like, depending on the age of child to, you know, different, at what time do you start talking about things? Because yeah. I know that's another topic as yeah. well of, like, yeah. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Um. I will say a lot of times it's going to be a little bit younger than the parent probably wishes. Yeah. Just because of um, there's a lot of factors out of your control, Mm -hmm. such as media. Yep. um, Or surroundings Mm -hmm. or individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you can get on that topic lightly kind of and introduce it, Mm -hmm. then it's like, you know, you're – you you're opening up the door and mm-hmm. that avenue for them to come and talk or maybe ask questions if they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's. Um, can I talk about a topic that I'm actually working on right now? Yeah, go, go for it. <laughs> it. And one that I know is uh, a little bit touchy. Ooh, um, it's. I'm literally working on a topic to start um, introducing for kind of in our carousel of presentations, mm-hmm. um, porn literacy. Oh. Because do you know the age average that um, oh. someone will be, like, uh, exposed to exposed it, to it uh, unintentionally? I'm no. afraid.
2: I bet it's so young. I'm afraid to that. I know. bet it's, no. like, 7 or 8. Okay. What do you think?
1: Oh. I'm hoping more, like, 10, 12. It's 12. Okay. Is it? <sighs> it's Thank 12.
0: goodness. Good um and that's oh, you know, too young, Paige. <laughs> <laughs> know. Um, that's the average though
2: okay yeah.
0: um so for me that again that's I mean that's a very hard topic for a lot of people in general yeah
1: yeah
0: um so regardless if you're a parent or it's like as a human being this one's very controversial
2: um, which is well I and talking i talking about
0: it even more <laughs> and
2: i'm guessing that <laughs> okay. like coming from a conservative oh, like 100%. conservative communities is much more risky yeah. although i would imagine they're not asking planned parenthood to come and do oh, uh, a presentation to them unfortunately unfortunately I would love to come though but do you yeah. get a backlash like i don't know not a
1: backlash but what's the right word
2: hmm
1: Because you come from this background, this uh conservative Mm -hmm. background, Mm -hmm. um, but you have this very different job and, Mm -hmm. like, passion, really, of yours, uh, like, educating on all these topics, do you feel like people are, A, like, uncomfortable by it, or are they all pretty, like, around you and your people, like, Mm. welcoming, and or...
2: You gotta start that that question back at the beginning because the beginning oh. of it wasn't clean. It wasn't. So I won't be able to... Like,
1: yeah, it wasn't clean. Okay. What
2: you were saying was good, but it's just that the start of it wasn't okay. clean. Oh, okay, so, okay. Yeah, so start
0: the
1: question hmm. over. Okay. With this expertise and area that you're working, plus your conservative background, do you feel like the two like crossroads ever? And is there conflict around that, or you know, are people pretty welcoming and... Open to it, or what's been your experience with that? Because I feel like they're very polarizing, right? <laughs> they are. Um, I I
0: have to say immediately, my I, I mean, my spouse is super supportive of me, and I feel like that's also a big thing. Yeah. Um. He's very he's very supportive. He hears me uh, talk about studies and stuff all the time, and mm-hmm. talk about it. like he's probably so over it. No. But he. Is my biggest like cheerleader for That's this. Awesome. Yeah. So that for me was very big, and then extended out to my um, my own family, my parents, and my in laws. I have very supportive family members. That's awesome. Um, all of whom are raised in this community, mm-hmm. um, and I have to say, my experience thus far has been very positive. Mm. Um, again, I only just moved back here. Mm-hmm. Um, And I know I'm going to butt heads a lot, and it's starting to happen. Mm -hmm. But for me, I have a very supportive cohort, and what I have found is in being very vulnerable and talking about all of this and what I learn, a lot of people have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people feel very comfortable asking or talking or coming to me Mm -hmm. who come from this same background. Mm And it do- it doesn't surprise me. Do they do so
1: behind the scenes though, or are they like out in the open asking you these questions?
0: Some some are because okay. some are over it and yeah. like we're done. You know, like it like we're done hiding and yeah. concealing this, that, and mm-hmm. the other. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of that that happens. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. We don't drink coffee. Um. You do.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, so and the little Lumblund- joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. Oh, I was immersed in it for a long time, oh, but I'm not okay. one.
0: Okay. All right. But so I things, was You know, things like that. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. So there's a lot of individuals who are over it and like, you know, they'll ask outright and it's very, very supportive, mm-hmm. you know, of yeah. everything. And you do have those that are still trying to figure out how to navigate that and what does it mean for them as well. And I talk about a lot of things. I do sex ed and then I do sex ed.
1: <laughs> okay. See, so that's what I meant by there's lots of different things.
0: I do sex ed, like, curriculum. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there is so much to be unwrapped and unraveled. And, I mean, the scientific world and studies on, let's just say, like, on women, like, cisgendered women Mm -hmm. alone is so little Mm -hmm. um, compared Mm -hmm. to what I would say cisgendered men Mm -hmm. studies. There's Mm -hmm. a lot more out there. Mm -hmm. I mean, like... A lot, because it's being powered behind. Right. Um, and so we're starting to learn a lot more about how our bodies, like in general, all bodies, are actually working. The functions, why we do things, why we think things, um, what's beneficial, what's harmful. Like we're starting to study a lot more pertaining to sexual health mm-hmm. um, and how it's connected to our mental health mm-hmm. and our overall well-being. Right. Um, I. I have this thing <laughs> where I think, like, if we all just talked about sex more, I think we'd all be a lot happier. <laughs> um because... a game, book club. Exactly. <laughs> if we could all just have a little bit more book clubs. I think, because I think a lot of frustrations, I think a lot of stuff hides behind sexual desires that we don't feel safe or there's shame or there's guilt or yeah. there's stigma around them. Um, and especially, like... I'll t- tap into, like, BDSM mm-hmm. culture, that's still very stigmatized. And for mm-hmm. me to even say that in, like, a conservative, it's like, whoa. Paige that's, doesn't
2: know what that is. I'm no, I you. actually do. Okay. Oh, okay. I do. Okay. I do. Okay. I don't know what the initials mean, bro. But I do know it's, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, you know?
0: The BDSM I, community would actually, they. hate that, probably. They do. Oh, mm. They said the only thing that Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey got right was the contract.
1: (laughs) Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's also, and I don't know if you've seen Billions on Netflix. Oh, he's a big politician. They Mm -hmm. have this as like this secret on him. And then he comes out just straight up and says it in a Uh press conference Yeah, before they can like bring it out on him. He's like, this is what I do. 75% of people...
0: And that statistic is probably wrong, but 75, (laughs) a large, I'll say a large percent of population do some form of BDSM or kink. Wow. I mean, that's like even like just like rubbing like a piece of ice on you is considered kink. Or, like, doing hand ties with, like, a neck scarf or something. Like, that's kink. And people realize they think, like, chains and whips and leather and, like, you think these extreme things. And it's like, no, really. It's actually a a really wide spectrum. Mm. So, anyways, that's what I mean when I teach, like, I teach sex ed and then I teach sex ed. (laughs) Um, Because... And that happens a lot more with, like, friends. (laughs) Yeah. And other individuals as well, like here. Like book club Um, once a month. (laughs) Yeah. Because for me, honestly, it's such a vast thing. And it floors me that we teach sex ed for, like, maybe two hours in some schools. And it's like, wow. We had it. Like, we're not even talking about emotions, feelings, healthy yeah. relationships. We're not even talking a lot of times about those things that really matter to a person's overall yeah. health and well-being. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, that is, hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's just the surface
2: Jeez. of what I get to do. That's really interesting. Wow. So your role with Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. is going to be to go out and Give different presentations like that?
0: Yeah, so we have a carousel of classes that we offer like birth control methods, um, STIs, uh, sexual reproductive anatomy and physiology, healthy relationships, family communication, consent and boundaries. Hmm. Those are topics that we have, and we go to schools Hmm. and we go to university college campuses. Hmm. Um, we're in women's shelters, wow. Um, homeless and transitional housing. We're in foster care system. We're in the juvenile detention system. Hmm. And we, um, some of those, we literally, because of the turnover, we just offer our classes and then we just start over every- once mm. a week and mm-hmm. we just start over from the beginning because there's a lot of turnover. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That makes sense. Um, sometimes we go in like schools, we'll just do like our set of series and we'll once a week. And we'll just go and do our series. Other times, schools will just ask us to do certain topics. So mm. just our um, reproductive anatomy and physiology mm-hmm. class mm. or just our birth controls. Mm. Um, so we offer those selection. You can kind of pick and choose. Mm. Um, for our colleges, cool. we um, we offer the same exact things because a lot of times if you didn't get it in high school. Yeah. So it's either a refresher or brand new. It didn't go wet. so. Um, we go to colleges as well, and um, I mean sometimes we talk a little bit more about certain things um, pertaining to like you know whatever needs are on the campus, or if the health clinic asks, can you please emphasize more on you know consent or boundaries? Like, yeah. yeah, we do that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, But we offer, yeah, we offer our courses, and it's free for nonprofits and for wow. schools. It's really um, cool. So we have our own materials. So mm-hmm. I actually brought home, I came straight from a presentation last week, and I had my backpack, and I opened it up. And I was like, Mom, hey, guess what's in here? <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like a bunch of wooden penises to practice putting <laughs> condoms on and like a bunch of <laughs> expired condoms. And my mom was like... <laughs> uh so proud (laughs) (laughs) and she just started laughing and I have birth control box so I have literally um all the different kinds of birth control and I pull it out and I show Mm. it to them I've got I've got a nuva ring I have an implant I have an IUD with like a uterus and I don't have a diaphragm I'm working on getting one um but like fragile it's a diaphragm. Yeah. It's like rubbery. Isn't it fragile though? Uh, it can be. Those yeah. don't work
2: very well, do they?
0: So those are one of the lower effective ones. Oh. Yeah. I didn't but they're even still pretty effective when used correctly. I when didn't even correctly.
2: know those were still around. Asterisk, asterisk, when
1: used correctly.
0: They're, yeah. See? Mm. That's oh. when they're effective. <laughs> but yeah. So I mean, because we have all the tools and the resources mm-hmm. and we love yeah. talking about it. So... Why not have us that's come really to cool. your organization or school and, um, yeah. you know, so that's, that's what we get to do. And my favorite thing is, is like, because I come from this conservative background yeah. and now I've like suddenly get to work at Planned Parenthood, um, it's so awesome. I love like love meeting it. old family I friends and they're right. like, Oh, you're, where are you teaching? Uh, yes, I am. I teach at Planned Parenthood and I just love looking and at them. And they just like,
2: like fall over
0: and, um, because awesome. a lot of them. Um, individuals do not realize that this department exists yes. yeah. in Planned Parenthood affiliates.
1: Yeah. I was just going to say, so many people probably don't know any of this about Planned it's
0: Parenthood. It's huge, actually. Our affiliate alone actually services quite a few. Um, we educate a lot. I think we're one of the top affiliates. So there's affiliates all over the United States. Yeah, California has the most affiliates. Hmm. I think we have nine. Um, And I work hmm. in the Pacific Southwest affiliate okay. so the parent of the Pacific Southwest mm. and we have four regions so there's four of us managing educators and then under oh. us we have our own educators so we're
1: like really that's cool. literally
0: my job oh. is to make sure that people are adequately informed and yeah. we have the resources and the tools we do parent packs we do yeah. um we make sure that people know and understand what's going on with their bodies And responsibility. responsibility. Yeah, and then we hand out free condoms and you know dental dams and lube. You know,
2: fun stuff. Wait, what? What? Dental what? Dental what?
0: Dental dams. Dental. Okay, another barrier for oral sex. Oh, and they come flavored, so you get kiwi, banana, strawberry. What? Wow, didn't know that one. Yeah, Dental Dam. Actually used, funny enough, my husband's a dentist, used in oh. dentistry first, but then someone was creative and was like, this would make a great barrier to protect against STIs when going down so, ah. and doing some oral. So um, Dental Dams is for that. They're clunky, though.
2: Yeah. and there's a Not new very band. sexy to wear. No, they're not. I wish I had Do one I, to show you. I hey. like, I... Oh God. I wish I had <laughs> one
0: to show you. I should
2: have brought That's some. There, there's a new, it's like latex. Laurels. Underwear. Yeah, laurels. So I
0: just had a conversation with what? them. Underwear? Awesome. They're They're dental dam underwear. So they're one-time single-use. Shut um, up. And you <laughs> slip, yeah, you slip, look up laurels, and you slip them on. What? And, um... So it's not clunky. So you don't, you don't have like one hand holding it and another, like, it's like really not the sexiest thing. And so this company came up with Dental Dam underwear. So you wear it and it's like for all bodies and it's FDA approved to help protect against STIs. Wow! And so, um, yeah, we, we, ha- they're an awesome, awesome company. Wow. So yeah, look them up.
1: For your next dental damn need, hold on. Um, I'm (laughs) googling laurels. Let me see, they're they're
0: um, they're latex, um, and they're yeah, again, they're single, they're single time use, okay? So, mostly for hygiene, yeah. There's they have a lot of different, um. You or like they say for different needs and uses on there. They're a really awesome company. <laughs> so small plug to Laurels here. Oh, there you go. But yeah, they're the first of its kind.
2: Whoa! So that's we give just, out cool. well, we
0: give out the regular dental dams. Yeah. Um, and so like we have pride coming up in in Riverside. Oh yeah. And what so you, like, you know, it was June. That was Pride Month. Yes. And so. In our region, we have okay. different prides happening. Oh. And so Riverside, ah. for the first time ever, is doing their first Riverside Pride. And so, oh, Play Parenthood, really? we are yeah. big advocates for that and yes. help and sponsor. So, we get together um, pride packs. So, it's like really? literally like a condom and lube pack with our info. <laughs> Aww. And like, we, that's what we get yeah. volunteers wow. to come and help us put like, wow. you know, a thousand condom dental dam lube packs together. And then with, like, a fun, like, pride saying yeah. on the front. So it's wow, cute. That's, that's really cool. cool.
2: And then we hand that out. and Yeah. It's, yeah. like, very enlightened.
0: Yeah. It feels that yeah. way. It feels good to be on this side.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Love that. And
0: a lot of fun. Freedom yeah.
1: and fun. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we are just having too much fun here time flies when you're having fun and that is what we're doing so we are going to need to take this over into the second episode Um, if you've liked what you've heard so far and want to learn more from this wealth of knowledge Brianna then please come back for episode two Brianna thank you for being here and we continue to learn from you
2: more So, thanks for joining us. You can learn more about our awesome company on our website, firelevelhh.com. And check us out next week. We'll have part two to this episode. And then, um, so we will see you soon. Bye. Bye. Three out of ten, how uncomfortable are you? Oh, not very. Like, probably a...